0: What does this moment require from philanthropy?
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Camille Gallus, and this is Can't Take It With You. I'm coming at you from inside of my bedroom closet. I can't get to the studio and record this for you because of, you know, COVID-19. I don't need to tell you about the devastation that this virus has wrought upon American society or the entire world. You know about the deaths and financial desperation. And you probably know that the communities that have been most affected are black and brown communities. These are difficult truths to face right now. Maybe you're like me, sitting in your home with enough food to eat and a job that can be performed with a laptop. You might be wondering, how can I help those who are most affected? The answer is in your bank account. Well, the answer is in the bank accounts of the wealthiest among us. In a time of crisis, how we give matters. How are charitable foundations and nonprofit organizations responding to help people on the front lines? How are we supporting those most at risk? And what is the role of philanthropy in a global pandemic? Well, let's talk about it. In this audio series, I'll be going under the hood of foundational giving and nonprofit funding from top to bottom. Let's get started. First, let's get the basics down. Some of the biggest players in the world of philanthropy are foundations. To find out exactly how they operate, I called up Liz Howard, the executive director of the Kellogg Center for Nonprofit Management at Northwestern University.
2: And a foundation's purpose most often is grant making. And so it is set up as a grant making entity. Uh, Sometimes that's by an individual. So if you think about the Rockefeller Foundation or the MacArthur Foundation, those were originally seeded by the industrialists, William D. Rockefeller and John T. and Catherine D. MacArthur funded those foundations. Over time, those foundations have grown primarily due to investment management, much like universities would grow their endowment. Those foundations grew their endowment. And they use the principal to save and the interest income off of that endowment to make charitable contributions. That made me pause.
1: Investment management? I thought we were talking about charitable
2: giving institutions, but it's true. Many of these foundations rely on the interest income from their endowment to make grants.
1: Think of an endowment as the total amount of investable assets that a foundation has. Sort of like a nest egg, but it's probably bigger than any nest egg you've heard of. The MacArthur Foundation reported assets of nearly $7 billion in 2019 the Chicago Community Trust reported over $3.3 billion. That's great, you might be thinking. Imagine how many ventilators you could buy with $7 billion. Well, don't get too excited.
2: All foundations are bound by law to give at least 5% annually. Um, There is a a federal law that says they have to make grants. Um, I think that there is an understanding from the foundation's perspective that their goal is to fund most of them in perpetuity they want to be around forever but i think that the the belief from if if i if i put myself in the shoes of trustees of foundations i think their perspective is that their job is to be the steward of those resources to ensure that that foundation can continue to do its good work long into the future. If you take money out of the endowment, then there is a perception that that money is not there to earn more money and thus you may actually have less to give away in the long term, in perpetuity than you want to have right so that's one reason so there's a philosophical reason um but i think there's a secondary reason that many people don't understand is that many funds within an endowment are restricted meaning when the donor made the gift to the foundation they said camille i'm giving you this money to set up a scholarship fund for msj students from Ohio who want to go into fill in the blank I as the institution accepting that gift say yes Mrs donor that's what we're going to use the money for which means 20 years later 30 years later 50 years later I cannot take Mrs donor's money to support general operating expenses in the time of a crisis, because that's not what she gave us money for. Otherwise, frankly, we're violating a significant trust that that donor had in us that we were going to do what we promised. So yes, there may be millions or billions of dollars under management, but much of that may be restricted money that is not for general operating in times of crisis.
1: This is a point of contention among many activists in the nonprofit space.
0: It's money, so that down the line they can keep paying people salaries. That's it. Um, which feels gross and disgusting on like many levels because think of what you know our communities could do with two billion dollars. Like, oh my god, <laughs> that would solve like all my problems, right? Like, yeah, money doesn't buy happiness, but it buys food and rent and that's pretty damn close. And so, um, I guess that's just the other really disappointing part of this is how like stingy, I guess, feels like the best word. Um, some of these foundations are, um, and it kind of shows how some foundations, really aren't here for systemic change, right? Which once again, not surprising because they're foundations, right? And think about what foundations are, groups of like wealthy people pooling their money together. Like, of course, they're not gonna be super into like more radical philanthropy, Um, but it's still, yeah, just like ultimately really disappointing um, and kind of disheartening to see the greed that occurs even in a time of crisis.
1: That's Ana Mendoza-Packham the development director for Women for Political Change. It's a Minnesota-based nonprofit that you'll hear more from in later episodes. I also spoke with Grace Chang Nicolette of the Center for Equitable Philanthropy, or CEP. Since the onset of COVID-19, CEP has started a public campaign urging foundations to give more than just the required 5%. Um,
0: You know, obviously because we originated that um, campaign, I think that we're just wanting folks to have the conversation because we, th- we do think foundations can be a counter-cyclical force in times where the market is down. I mean, that's what endowments are for, right? And so um, I think that having that question, question debated um, is really important.
1: So how are foundations attempting to be counter-cyclical forces to the devastation of this pandemic? That's next episode on Can't Take It With You.